Hi, it's Karen from See Me, Hear Me, Love Me. We're the podcast for parents with young children, and we know that life with kids is messy, but we're here to celebrate those messes, from spilled milk to emotions spilling out of little volcanoes. And you know what? We really believe in you. You got this, and you're not alone. I just want you to know a little something about your host. Karen Deerwester is an educator, author, and all-in cheerleader for kids being kids. Karen has been a corporate spokesperson as well as a reasonable and reliable voice for kids and parents in print and on TV on NBC, MSNBC, NPR, Parents Magazine, and many more. Best of all, Karen leads the parent-child classes right here at B'nai Torah Congregation of Boca Raton, Florida. Get ready for some fun, a ton of encouragement, and maybe a little inspiration. Today's podcast is The Strong-Willed Child, Part 2. I'm excited to be continuing last week's conversation with two parents of school-age strong-willed children. We know from last week that living with a strong-willed child is a learning experience, learning about parent reactions, and dare I say, skills. I do think parents of strong-willed children acquire skills that can help other parents. I believe they learn to decipher what works and doesn't work. They learn to manage their initial reactions and try to choose ones that fit the child and the situation. Maybe parents of strong-willed children learn that what others recommend doesn't apply to their strong-willed child. And they also learn resilience and self-care to have the energy and stamina to wake up every day and meet the needs of this strong-willed child. I'm happy to be here today with Lauren Cohen and Stephanie Zeidenweber. Let's hear what that phrase strong-willed means to each of them. If they have a better description of that determination and independence in these little people. And I'd also like to know, since they have school-age children, what what they've learned so far about raising a strong-willed child or children. Lauren, I'll let you go first. Tell us about Zevi and your experience. Thanks, Karen. Thanks for having us. Um, so my child, Zevi, has been strong-willed. Do we still much. get to call him Zevi now yes, that he's grown? it's his name. <laughs> Everybody asks me that all the time. They say, is it Zev? No. And I was in Israel for the summers. It's Zev. His name is actually Zev. And Zevi is his actual given name. It's not like a pretend name. Okay, good. So it's this good. real name. Um, his middle name is Bryce, so we can use that if he has an issue. But he, he, so far, he's very determined that his name is Zevi, and nobody should call him anything else. Okay. So um, he's been strong-willed since the minute he was born. Uh, remember way back when he had this, like, he would get angry or get mad or whatever, start crying, and his face would turn red, and I'd get scared because I'd be like, oh my God, what's this going to, what's going to happen? What am I going to do? Is it going to explode out of his, like, I didn't know what was going on. So, yeah, he challenges me, and it's just the two of us. So it's like a battle of wills constantly. It's, it is rather exhausting. Mm-hmm. Um, energy and stamina, patience, I think, is probably even more important thinking about um you know in, i always say to him savlanut and which means patience in hebrew and and he looks at me with these like cross eyes or whatever and it, it's patience on both of our parts and learning to learning to get along and learning to respect the fact that my my child is extremely like intelligent and challenges me to think all the time I so that. i try to embrace the strong willedness, willedness, 
but um, it, it definitely has its moments as I'm trying to build a new business and focusing on uh, trying to balance everything. Because he's not just going to wait on the sidelines. He doesn't. And but we do, you know, we we have we negotiate, we make deals. <laughs> that was that was on my list. It was I was thinking of school age traits. I was thinking, and, and of course you're an attorney, so oh he's know, he's more than me. Yeah, I think he's been through five phases of law school, and like I don't even know. He's like gone through all kinds of courses when he was, you know, in vitro or something. So it, but the great thing is that he goes to school, and as much as the teacher immediately recognizes that he's strong-willed and that he is extreme, like he perveres, he doesn't let things go. You that's know, right. It I mean, drives that's me crazy, but it's the, the, it's good. This is what makes is, CEOs. I'm not going to stop right. until I figure this out. He won't, or until I'm satisfied. Don't tell me when I'm going to be satisfied. No, no, he it. doesn't want the easy way out. He it it. It's challenging, but it also has its pluses, and I try to embrace it because I know that he's going to be one of the, you know, revolutionaries. A, a revolutionary, even better than leader. One more question before we pass it to Stephanie, and that is, so what grade is he in, and how have you, what do you know about um, what works, like, in that relationship when, when he digs in his heels or when he's not finished with something? How do you respond in a, in a way that works, that you know more now than you knew when he was in the preschool years? Um, so he's in second grade. He'll be eight in November. He's a Scorpio, which, you know, adds to the Yeah, adds to I the understand fun. that. <laughs> um, but um, I guess, you know, I've tried all kinds of different tactics and worked with different behavioral theories, and, and most of them don't work, quite honestly, Um you know, we've talked about some challenges way back. But on the other hand, it, like if I just let things go and I give him some, some of my undivided time and, and I don't fight him about going to sleep at a certain time and just let him, he just reads himself to sleep. Well, there's no point in arguing sometimes. And I, I try to yell less and um, respond less because these strong-willed kids, they don't care what kind of response they get. They just want something. doesn't matter if you're mad. doesn't matter if you're happy. They want attention. So if you just kind of, like, get are a little more laid back about it, which is definitely challenging for me, mm-hmm. I think that that makes a big difference because I see him, you know, like, I'm like, can you just let that go about the ridiculous Pokemon cards? I don't want to hear about it. And I'm like, Zevi, I asked you. And then, so, you know, different approaches and eventually he's like okay I just give up I'm, I'm like done I'm not getting anywhere so what I love is that you've got this wisdom of as they get older if you can find the way to let go of your own intensity or your own way then they feel that mastery mm. conviction within themselves and they will step into that responsibility often of what you're asking of them. And then the second thing, and it is probably the most important thing on my list, it's part of brain development, but it's part of everything out there, and that is connection, connection, connection. Because they have this strong sense of themselves. So when you just give him your time and attention, you're saying, okay, I hear you and see you and acknowledge that you have a voice. And once you do that, then I think you flip that opposition 
or possible defiance, which is that other word that I'm not so comfortable with, with strong-willed, because it's more determination and perseverance than it is um, in your face, unless you challenge me, (laughs) then I have to come back in your face. So thank you, because I think there is real wisdom in, in the connection and in the, if I give him space, he'll be responsible. If I give him space and continue to teach, He'll make really great choices and make you proud out there in the world. I hope so. God He's will. already doing it. <laughs> okay, Stephanie. I'm not that good at giving space. Um, and again, okay, well, neither am I. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying words, you know. No, no. Well, because no, you, have, you have that determination of your own. Of course. To be very good at this parenting thing yeah. and to do right yeah, and to make do. good choices. So. No, and I think it's important for parents to be able to step back and do it, and we're not all as good at it. I mean... Um, I'm Stephanie. (laughs) I have three girls. Um, They're two and a half, five, and seven. So they're in pre-K, kindergarten, and second grade. Um, I would say my oldest is my most strong-willed. My middle one is fiercely independent and uh, adventurous, I would say. (laughs) And my, the baby gives everyone a run for their money. So I'm pretty sure she might win in the strong-willed department. But So can you hold your thought there for a second? Let me just clarify out there um, that not all strong-willed children are the same. And there were lots of influences. And somebody asked me after today's podcast that got posted today, um, you know, like, are you talking about defiance? Are you talking about opposition? Are you talking about behavior issues? And and there's a lot that goes into this phrase, strong-willed. What I'm thinking of it is the determined, the intensity, the drive, the, the conviction that my selfness is so big that it cannot be as we said before we turned on the mic, put in the box. I mean, these are kids that aren't going to go in somebody else's box because they're writing their own script for their lives. And there is a sense. Now, sometimes, whether it's a teenager or a two-year-old, there are these independent and oppositional stages where you have to be assertive because you're because de- you're finding your sense of right. self that's a temporary stage there's also oppositional defiant bed- disorder and all, all that, those yeah. that's a brain chemistry that's yeah. a behavior that's all kinds of other dynamics we are talking about this part of dna that is there at the first 24 hours but what but what mm-hmm. brought that to mind as you were describing your girls stephanie is that as you're describing, they all have an assertiveness of voice. And some of that is could be how they were raised. But now your firstborn can have that intensity um, in her DNA, but because she's firstborn, she's gonna have like a you know that ice cutter part of the the Titanic right. that's coming into the world, like here I come because I'm firstborn. Right. And then a second child might have a middle child or might be a combination of an intense temperament and an easy temperament. Yeah. You can have both where I'm I'm funny and flexible and charming. And I know what I like and think. Right. So you can have a combo and then, you know, your third might just be, you know, just straight up assertive, determined. She's a mix of everything and anything. So you can have <laughs> versions of this. Yeah. And as with all parenting, nothing is is generic and nothing that you do with one child is going to automatically fit all children. Yeah. So and thank you for that nuance. No, and it's not, and it's not one size fits all. And I do think that I have three strong-willed children in very different ways. They're 
you know, there's very different ways of dealing with each of them. But I would say, you know, first of all, when I was dealing with my first, and it was very challenging to deal with her in some ways, I had always heard that it's a gift to have a strong-willed child and to not break their will. Um, you know, yeah. that it's a pain in the, you know, now, but later on, it's, you Pay know, off. those are the leaders and those are, you know, and and I try to embrace it as much as possible. Now, I'm Latin. Uh, I am a fiery Latin woman and am nicknamed Shakira by some because I do have certain fiery reactions and I am impulsive in that way and I do, you know, I'm hot-headed with some things and I don't, I am pretty strict with my kids and they do have a strict bedtime and they do have, you know, they, they have certain things that they knew I'm they, that they know that they can't mess with. Okay, so how would you share with others listening this balance that you've done with being yourself, with being this thing that the books would say, don't be so strong, right. be flexible, be generous and allowing them to express themselves. But you've done that and maintained for the last numerous years, strict bedtimes, strict routines, and, and your own self. How, how did you learn how to create that balance? You know, with I each? would say having strong-willed children, and I don't love that word either, but having them is very challenging for a parent. It tests you because you need to have great control over your reactions and over your actions and reactions. Um, I would say that for me, it was especially challenging to realize that just like Lauren said, you know, reactions, they are looking for reactions, whether positive or negative. A lot of times negative, they are looking for you to react. And the strongest, um, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, and, you know, and realizing that they went too far and realize has always been when I've given the cold shoulder and given silence because screaming does not really get you anywhere and it becomes a battle of the wills. Mm -hmm. um, what I realized from very early on is these kids need choice and they need to feel in control. And the way that they feel in control is by being given options that are okay with you, um, that are within reason. You can have the broccoli or the peas. You can have. You can wear this dress or that one. You can wear that shirt or but that usually one. Usually around four, they figure out there's another choice that I can make. Yes, but it's at some point. It's I'm not getting into this. These are your options. Trust me. Your third option is going to be one that you're not going to like even more than these two. So either you choose between this and this. Or now I choose. So I am you've giving approached you. it with clarity and predictability. Yeah, yeah. And you've stood by what you've said. And, and I've done. stood my ground. Yeah. And it has been empowering them to choose, even if it's two options that they don't love. Believe it or not, makes them feel in control. And it has worked. Not always. It's worked most of the time. Yeah. I still have my battles with them. And every single morning I get up and I know there's three fights coming of I don't want to <laughs> go and I don't want my hair like this and I don't want that dress and I don't want whatever. And I have to be very well prepared for each morning because now I have three of them. And that's and, the reality. And is that's the, the fights, reality. negotiations, arguments don't go away. Right. I mean, yeah. no matter how well you do this, it is saying 
These are my children. This I will respect and honor their expression of that. Yeah. And I will manage, as we said last week, we'll manage the bumpers. Yeah. You can't manage the kids. If you manage the kids, then you are trying to control, manipulate, whatever, yeah. and they're going to resist. Yeah. But if you put up those bumpers so that you can't throw those gutter balls, so that you're we're moving forward one way or another. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no. every morning. Okay, so I'm going to have both of you describe morning sanity with strong. Strong-willed children. My sanity comes when they're in school already. <laughs> but uh, so you just know. Drop this, off. This is this is the sequence. Yeah. This is the plan. I'm moving us forward, and they and and how are they interacting with that? I mean, listen. You can't go in blindsided. You know. You know what you're getting into, and you have to have a game plan. I mean, my kids start school. They have to be in school by very latest seven forty-five. Um, I had very early risers always. Until school started, and now they've decided to sleep in until almost 7 o'clock. So, so all summer it was 5.36. You know, go figure. All of a sudden I walk in and 6.50, they're both passed, passed out. So, having said that, and life's wonderful surprises of when they decide to catch up on sleep. Um, she woke up on the weekend at 5.30, but today was asleep at 6.50. So, there's the Yes. Yeah. So they aren't going to be predictable, consistent the way you want them to be. Yeah. I mean, you know what? I go in and I know if I turn on the lights and everybody get up now, it's automatically a bad reaction. You have to know your kid. You know, if I wake up and give kisses and softly and whatever, I give it a few minutes. It's time to wake up. It's time to wake up. I try it. It doesn't work gently then. But I know that there's certain triggers, you know. And then, you know, for example, this morning she woke up. I don't feel well. You know, she had four days at home and it was rainy and she had four days to recover and I'm not feeling well whatever so instead of getting into the battle of you're going to school you're not going to school my husband's a doctor he knew she was fine I knew she had four days of getting over her cold so she was fine at this point I said okay going to school is not a negotiation you've had four days at home you're gonna go to school but if you're still not feeling well after violin after school because they have violin and tennis I said you don't have to go to tennis it might be a lot for you but school is non-negotiable so having said that it already cut her off where it would have been a battle of but I'm not going and I'm not feeling well and I don't feel this and I don't you know it would have gone into this whereas I said that and after school came around and my husband said, you're not skipping tennis, you're fine, you're going, it really wasn't a battle, you know. But at the time, she felt empowered and she felt like, okay, well, they're not going to make me do that at least. So I have to do this. It's just, it's always like either options or taking away a small thing or giving in a little bit. They need to feel that I won That's a right. small That's part right. of it. And and there is, I've used this before and I heard an attorney say this once, and it was, if you're winning, if you're ahead, give the person who's your opponent some, let them hold their dignity. Let them walk away feeling like they got something out of it. And I looked and I went, that's great advice for a two-year-old. You know, that's perfect advice. So do boys, Lauren, have the same morning drama as girls? (laughs) But I get drama like 24-7, except for when he's at school, like Stephanie said. So drop-off is like the most exciting time of my day <laughs> I mean I hate to say it because I it sound, makes me you sound enjoy like his I, company right but but there are like so mornings um, I get up and I try to meditate each morning 
don't do it every morning. But the reason I do that is because I want to get my head space into the right frame of mind. So usually I get myself out of bed 20 minutes before I need to get him out of bed. And I try to get him up at 630 because we're a little further from school. So, um, you know, it doesn't always work. But usually he's, he loves school. So he's really happy to get up. But like today, because it was an extra day off, it was like kind of like, I'm like, okay, honey, you've really got to like get up. And I heard his like his throat was a little scratchy. And I'm like, uh-oh, this is not going to be good. <laughs> so he's like, Mommy, I don't feel really well. I go, okay, we're going to give you some medicine. He goes, well, make sure it's the one that tastes good. So, you know, but I don't have to deal with, like, the hair. I mean, I spray water and I brush his hair and that's it. So I don't have that. Or, I mean, there's, but there's, you know, there's there's other drama or, like, you know, he has had a new backpack today, so nothing fit in his backpack. And there was a whole fight about, like, the backpack and enough, and he gets really mad. And I'm like, okay, it, it doesn't, you know, it's okay. We can take the backpack tomorrow. No, it has to happen today. I'm like, okay, so let's figure out how to make it fit in the backpack. Maybe you can carry the shoebox to school instead of having to put it in the back. Like, just mm-hmm, silly little mm-hmm. things. And, you know, me trying to be a morning person, which I'm not instinctively, and trying to help him to embrace the morning make more. Make him a morning person. Right? right. And, so and I'm trying to make him a morning person so he can teach me. <laughs> Mommy's morning sucks. Get right. Just get moving. I don't smile. have time for this. So. I lo- but what I love is that both of you are giving examples of I'm going to manage myself. You have to. So that I can be available to man to help them manage themselves. There is so you, much self-management in dealing with these kids and self um what do you call it? Like self-awareness. Executive function. Yeah. That, that idea of thinking and feeling, that those social emotional skills. That's why I do believe that the intense children, the difficult children, the 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 strong-willed, they give us the ability <laughs> That to, to translate it's into parenting for everything, but the mirror. And it's and calming was so interesting because I think that's a bigger one for school age kids, even than it is for the, the self-regulation that we do with young ones, because they're out there meeting the demands of the world. Yeah. And they will put pressure on themselves to get things right um, or to, to meet standards that they're setting for themselves. So you approaching that backpack with calm, and as you said before, patience, and patience is on my list as well. Um, Talk to me about um, how you help give them those emotional skills to self-manage um, and, and whether you and what they respond well to. I mean, so when you're going through that backpack drama today, um, at what point does it click? At what point is he starting to get the, okay, step back, look at the problem, decide what I need? Um, I don't know I don't solution. know if he fully got it, but we have to leave. So it, uh, I think it's more about, and it's just a reality. You're like, like facilitating this forward movement, and and, and like with, with me, well, n- not always. I mean, I admit I lose my my cool because if I have to get somewhere or at night, like I have more of a problem in at night because we I don't know what time your kids go to bed. They're bed. 
Start sleeping. Oh, yeah, no, not so much, okay? <laughs> like, seriously, it's like... Uh, when you said 7.15, I'm like, oh, awesome, it'll give me time to put all of them to bed. Oh, my God. Cares, like, I can't even with you. Mine's not in bed yet. <laughs> like, he, he'll probably be reading now till, like, 9 o'clock, and then in the morning he'll be up. I don't I don't know how he does it. He's he has, up, but that, you're the and same And he swims way. every yeah. day. Yeah, so I he's like, I, I don't know. I don't know how he I don't know, but... Just so you know, my kids, like, would swim and be going to bed at the time and waking up early and whatever. They would be, like... Like a nightmare, oh, but like, but even worse than like a usually bad day. My kids break down. Like they're like they're not okay. Let me let me interrupt because yeah. that's a really big point. Um, and the, and then we can think about. But I think we've already given us the clues for that emotional support, which is your calm. Yeah. But what you just said is the meltdowns, the fall apart. Oh. <laughs> These are the kids because remember this is the in, the intense temperament, the difficult child, the strong willed yeah. is you know Meg Ryan. In that movie, I need my food this way and this way yes, and this yes. way. And if I am hungry, angry, lonely, or tired, I fall apart yeah. completely. So those physical needs deeply matter. And I'm, I haven't seen that anywhere in anything that I've been reading as we've been talking about these two weeks. But that they need sleep. Yeah. I mean, and so at least for your girls, because you are asleep a sleep strong mom yeah. you you get that they need that physicalness and the, and but the swimming is your physical component which is you need a physical outlet for but it doesn't help it doesn't help imagine what <laughs> but it would be without but there's also so much more like what Lauren was saying about Zevi turning red and everything there's an innate characteristic like common characteristics like my kids i mean I don't know about Zevi, but, like, I would go to places and see babies that would just sit in their car seats and just be staring at the ceiling for hours. I think I got that for one minute. I don't think I had a minute. But one like, minute the whole time. I, when Karen I, was with him, that's it. I never, yeah, exactly. <laughs> when there was, like, 20 minutes of separation on right, the couches. Bye-bye, see you later. See ya. We, we never did have separation yeah. anxiety, which is kind of funny, because for an only child. You're right, right. nothing. Yeah. Because like, he was, so, he's so eager for new experiences. Yeah, no, yeah. but our separations were all so good, but they weren't, like, calm, like, just staring at the wall <laughs> or at the ceiling children. Like, it just, it just never happened. And I always remember, I'm like... What? Like why? Just sitting. They didn't. They wouldn't sit in the swaying chairs or in a right. ro- in a rocker. Like what is? Why don't you like this? It vibrates. Like it's <laughs> like what's the problem? I'm gonna be in there. I had so much baby technology and nothing worked. They didn't like baby toys. Like they didn't. It was just they were such like and movement and constant Mo- stimulation. Well, the, what I wrote at the very end here was: Did they become more complex? Did they become more and then it, more layered? And then oh I just wrote God, more, so more, more, more. It was more, you know. More, I more. just think what? these yeah. are the more, more, Help. more kids. Yeah. And I would say the only difference between my kids is that, like Isabella, that's my middle one. You know, she was just more independent, so she would go off and build her structures and want to play for hours in her own world. Whereas the other two just needed constant, like me being there, like me being their, you know, camp counselor. Like, what are we doing next? And what are we doing next? Like, you know, it was they needed like. They never played by themselves versus like Isabella, which is, I guess, why I maybe feel like she's less strong-willed. But she's very stuck to her like ideas, and when she wants to get something done, she try. She's the most perseverant mm. in action. 
but the other two are more perseverant in like emotion emotion like yeah. but why not and i want this and i want this and i want this and I, you know and and yeah. and they won't give up on anything but they they were never babies that just kind of went with it they were never go with the flow kids and i don't know if it's a common thing you know i had a friend that before coming here she's like oh my god i need to hear this podcast she's like my kids driving me nuts she's never like just sit still she never you know i don't know if it's a common thing but it really like from when they were baby babies. I mean, I'm talking about newborns. Like, they wouldn't stay swaddled. Sophia was like Houdini yeah. getting her well, arm out. Like, the, the best answer to that question, I don't, this isn't yeah. my final answer, but my, my, my immediate response is, you know, in terms of activity level, that is a, that is a learning style. I mean, there are those, those of us that, I mean, I am kinesthetic. I am all action, all movement. My brain thinks best when I'm moving. Yeah. And I'm difficult and yeah. strong-willed. So, it, so there are, there is a learning. There, I think you can be quiet, intense, yeah. quiet, strong-willed. But I, but I think in in this case. But how, if you're perseverant and you keep fighting for it, I'm fighting for it. No, how do you? But do let's it say it's a math problem that you're working on, or let's say that it's a, it's a. I have to sit in this tiny little space and really do it my way. But would um, you so call that strong-willed? The the so, well, it, because it, the question about that's what am I asking of the world and where's my box? Right. So it's I do think there, I think it gets ignored in in some of this, but I think that that it can be. Um, no, it's very possible. I think I associate strong-willed with like a the fight loud temperament type of like persistent battle well what i see is now here's where it'll come in the resistance what the res- what the research is going to say when they escalate they are 0 to 60 in 3 seconds flat like i am not going to give you mild opposition i'm not going to go like hmm not sure i like that i don't mean that kind of quiet i mean a uh, no, the quiet that I think is like I can do, I can be quiet and just stand firm and cross like my arms and just like? say like I'm not doing that like you can't make me, or there's a vocal nope. expression of that, or there's a physical expression of that. Or but the reality of, of is is that the intense temperament is going to be like my way, and my way. and the intensity with which I feel it, and then eventually communicate it. Um, versus the easy, easy child is go with the flow. That's right. just definition. I am flexible. Oh, I am adaptable. I am resilient. I'm going to order. order. <laughs> I'm going to order one of those. <laughs> Where do I place that order? The you want one of those? And I just realized I definitely have three strong will. And the third one is <laughs> the slow order. to warm up, the watchful. But you can be a combo of the slow to warm up and intense. Okay. So you can be a dig in your heels. Oh, my God. So, so it's, I, think it's, I think it's just... Whatever, whatever you see, this intensity, this determination, this persistence, and the out of the box, then, then just I think go with that right. that strong will. But now my next question for you is in the school experience, um, how do you help them, or do they need extra help in when they go to school? And they've got to compromise. They've got to exhibit that patience for to wait turns, to 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 deal with. Let's say to deal with stupid rules or something they perceive of as a stupid rule. You know where it's like now I have to really self manage my restraint. Um, or so ha- have you had any of that experience? So 
before we do that, I just wanted, because you mentioned math problem, which brought me to something that happened last week, which is a perfect example of exactly what you're talking about. So last week, um, Zevi was given this, this, I don't know, whatever, math problem. And um, he said, Mommy, can you help me with it? So he got the first, there was part one, it was easy. Not easy, but whatever. And part two was hard. And I was like, okay, I cannot do this. And he's only in second grade. So I was saying, I'm not even smarter than a second grader. <laughs> what am I going to do? And I'm pretty good with math. So I'm looking and I'm, I'm like... I'm assuming I, you're talking about Zebby's higher level math and not it was, the it was, addition, subtraction, it was worksheet based in, in this, It was a box and you had to have all the numbers add up, like Sudoku, basically. <laughs> uh -huh. And I was like, I, I don't know what to do. So... So he, so we're, we're at a doctor's office and he's trying to do this and he's like taking it and he's writing it by the fourth time. He's like, Ugh! like he throws the paper and then he's then like, we go home. I said, okay, look, honey, we, we have to go into the doctor. When we go home, we're going to do it. We're going to give you sheets of paper and we're going to go through. He went, he was throwing the papers all over the floor. And finally I said, I have an idea. I actually kind of cheated, but I said, I have an idea. How about if we add a zero? Oh, all of a sudden, because we thought we could only use one to nine, but I didn't know you could add a zero. So he adds a zero. He's like, I got it. I got it. Like uh, in the third time. And like, you could see like the determination and he was so mad. He was like, I can't do this. I hate math. I'm like, you don't hate math. You love math. Like you, you, it's your favorite subject. So the next day was when we got to go into school to see what the kids wrote on the little sheets, <laughs> right? Subject. What's your favorite subject? <laughs> math. I'm like, thank you, God. Okay, we figured this out. We're okay. We're going to get through it. Yeah. So you were saying in school. So in kindergarten, definitely it was, I mean, even in preschool, it was challenging because, you know, he's an only child. He's used to getting all the attention and he exerts his independence and he wants to be a leader. And it used to be great here in B'nai Torah because he was kind of, it was embraced that he would be the leader. When you go to a regular school. school, so to speak, which is not really all that regular, but when you no. go to bigger school, um, the, it, it was hard to channel his energy. In kindergarten, we definitely had challenges, like because he was bossy and he would tell people what to do, and he still does. Um, but in first grade, I think we really kind of massaged it into the leadership skills and bringing respect into those leadership skills, which is now what um, I think we're starting to see. Please, God. God really. We're starting to see come through now is that he really is respectful to his peers. I mean, he, you know, I think one time last year had a problem with one kid who shall remain nameless. But you know, I am so shy and now. um and and really, he doesn't have problems. Like you know, he's he's really not an aggressive kid. He doesn't mm -hmm. like he's not mean to girls or anything like that. Yeah. So, thank goodness. But I think that the school is a very large part of that because it has to be an interaction. When when in preschool, you you think, oh, it's a big deal to work with the teacher. But I think it becomes even bigger a, a, a bigger deal when they're yeah. in. Because you, you have I to. I should hope that for everyone, because the, I mean the guy, the need for guidance, the got the need for the team, a team, a team is is critical, mm -hmm. and and I'm glad you have that. Oh um, yes, we, and I we and do. I like hearing those examples again because what you've just expressed to me is the way I'm hearing it is, you know, their natural tendencies are going to be to come on strong and direct, and Ooh. maybe not with the best strategies. Not and always. Then, and so it's that. 
the pause or that a few steps back so that you can start teaching building skills so that they can learn leadership with respect, um, a little bit of patience while you're moving your agenda forward. You know, it, 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 you know, it's, it's, those are life skills They're that life, really they really are. matter. And like today when I, you know, he heard, overheard me on the phone saying about the, the, my clean person and how unfortunately she had read my mail and he, I, you know, he's like, why does somebody read your mail? How do they get to your mail? Mommy, I have an idea. Why don't we get a box and we'll put it in the garage and we'll put a lock on it. We'll put all the mail in there so that you know that nobody can read your mail because I really want to help you. I really want to... And I'm thinking, <laughs> oh my goodness, he's going to be okay. He's really going to really be okay. Gonna be okay. So, yeah. anyway. So, any, any new situations that came up for you school age? Um, yeah, a lot. I mean, I would say it's been more challenging to navigate... Uh, with girls, at least, um, the social relationships. I think there's a lot of drama with girls. And, there's drama and with boys, And there's, there's drama with boys, too, for sure. But um, I've seen, like, I've had numerous issues with, uh, you know, and just situations not being handled Clicky well. And, and clickiness and leaving out. And, and, you know, I think a lot of where the strong will comes in is that, if they want to be leaders, just like you were saying, you know, and and then they don't get to be. There's a lot of frustration attached. So in yes, social... Not everybody wants to be with them. Yeah, not everybody wants to be with them. And they come off as bossy a lot of times. Bossy, um, exactly. They want things their way mm-hmm. and they have fun telling people how to play yes. by their, right. rules. their rules. So That's how it. have you... What have you found that helps soften some of those edges if anything. you know I mean I talk to them a lot we're we're very honest with each other and we you know we talk a lot we do at night at dinner the best part and the worst part of your day and so we all kind of give our feedback and I've you know I've, I've had to really come down on them at home you know for example like Sophia will interrupt me all the time Every time I'm on the phone, I have said it to her until my hair falls out and like she will do it every single time. And it's it's a general personality of I have to say this right now and I want my way right now and it just can't wait. And so there's been a lot of like this is what selfish is. And, sell, and I don't like those type of behaviors, I think that when you don't consider other people's feelings and when you just want things your way and when you just don't consider that other people are doing important things or saying important things and you just come over and, you know, you're not being considerate of somebody else. And I really don't respect and don't like that aspect of your personality it has to stop because you're going to have issues with people you cannot interrupt you cannot you have to listen to others ideas you have to listen to other thoughts you have to you know and it's been mostly like aggravation at home and dealing with it at home Mm -hmm. when she has social stuff that comes up with girls you know it's tough she's she's had her fair share of girls that haven't been so nice and so it's not always her strong will but Mm -hmm. but it does. It does. It does come into play. You know, it's also like with tasks in the school, like, but I wanted to be when they were little, I wanted to be line leader and exactly. I wanted to do that. Exactly. And and the teacher didn't call on me and I didn't get called on this and, and she didn't laugh at my, jo- you know, it's a general like 
making them aware that they're not the center of yeah. everything and yeah. that not everything revolves around them, that not every problem has to do with, you know, th- it's not about them always. You know, I, I think not. and I, and I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I drill into them that there has to be a self-awareness and a regard for, for others and for what's going on around you, that right. it can't just right. be, I want it, I want it now, I want it this way, you know. And so, and, and they've learned the hard way socially in some situations yeah. where, you know, People will back away and girls will back off or you won't be as included or as whatever. You won't feel when you're trying to make a social situation, this is how we play and this is my way and whatever. So I think she's learned, you know, I think they've all learned through different struggles that they've had. And the struggles are real. I mean, I identify with strong-willed a lot. And so, you know, I think... As, we, as you're describing it, you're putting out the message, you're putting out the values, you're putting out the skills, but their go-to tendency is going to be that, I have an idea, it should be, yeah. this should be everyone's idea. I'm guilty of that now. And so, and, and we learn as adults, okay, you can't do it Always that way again. You know, but it's, but it's a very conscious, you know, de-escalation and self-management rather than um, it's 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 a managing of those impulses but those impulses will always be there at the forefront I think Um, and it's giving them the opportunities where they can feel their sense of creativity their sense of mastery their sense of success their sense of you know like that's a great game let's make up a game you know like give them outlets for some of that so that it's not just um, in opposition to other people. Yeah, and I really, I really feel like more than anything, I think the the most challenging thing in parenting a strong-willed child is finding the line where you don't break their will, you know, and and embracing it. And I've had to learn a lot about it because at first I was just reactive and just you're driving me nuts, you know, like yeah, what yeah. fifty times the same thing, and you keep going with that, you know. Even yeah. today, I I put a general one TV show during the week. You all have to agree on just one, and that's it, you know. But why can't we? have to can we have two tomorrow can we have you know there's always a pushing the envelope pushing and as a parent you get pushed you get pushed you get pushed and so a lot of times you fight back and and I I really was very hard on myself for a long time thinking I don't want to ruin this about her like I I don't want her to be submissive like in this society and in everything you know nowadays there's so much stuff that goes on that I want her to fight back and I want her to question and I want her to have a voice but how do you do that without driving yourself nuts, you know? Well, and if without giving them the skills, yeah. without you coming with that calm guidance, um, they can't be the best version of themselves. I mean, that's the struggle is you're walking this balance. But in order for them to have mastery, they have to learn how to regulate that frustration. In order to have a great idea with buy-in, they need to figure out how to sell it. You know, there's just it's just how you how you figure out all the pieces of the puzzle. And I think that you guys are raising amazing, strong-willed school-age kids. Um, but I love the Guinness the, Awards. Let's, I, 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 let's I, you, it is yet to be seen. I don't celebrate until they're married <laughs> and have their college diplomas. Then we'll talk about how well we did. Well, for now, looking yes. back at how much you've learned, how have you got this? Yes. But, yeah, it's... It's, Go ahead, Stephanie. No, it's 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 a challenge. It's a struggle. Every single day, we learn more, and there's more to learn with with each. Listen, I've learned more with each child, and you know what? They're learning um, how to regulate their emotions from a full time lawyer, from a, a mother of three. You know, we're 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 busy. I don't have a second in my day. Lauren doesn't have a second in her day. We're we're busy. We're tired. We have our own emotions. 
And it's, it's, it's tough on everyone. And I think that there's a general problem of information overload oh where goodness. you so read much. so many negative articles on, str- on dealing with strong-willed children. And strong-willed is just used in such a negative way. And you get overwhelmed as a parent in all the different conflicting advice. And, you know, we didn't have that before. Everyone just did the best that they could and, you know, and what you thought was best. And I hope, you know, I'm lucky to have guidance from someone like Karen, you know, that went through separation with me three different times and, you know, and and moving forward with the schools and everything. But it's definitely it's it's very, very challenging and taxing on a parent. And hopefully if you do it right, you end up having the reward of having a a leader and having a child who, you know, could be, you know, the best thing that happens tomorrow, but but you got to live through it as a parent. But what I've heard and seen last week and this week, and I see that spark in your eye, and I think it's a good barometer along the way, you like your children. You really like your children. They might drive you crazy. They might challenge you every morning. Yeah. But you do enjoy them, and I think that's really a great measure of, of them knowing that you've got their backs, too. Lauren, how have you got this? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I have different challenges because I am a single mom running a business and being an entrepreneur and building a new business. And so sometimes what the way I think self-care is super critical. I don't pay enough attention to it, and when I don't, I lose it and I lose my cool and he su- my son suffers. So it's really about, it's always been about this, about my reactions and my actions. And um, usually when I go away for a few days for a business trip or something, I come back recharged. Mm-hmm. Last week, I went away for a few days. I came back on the red eye and <laughs> Zebby was like the worst. It was like the worst day like ever. And I was like, you're kidding me. I'm so exhausted. Can I just sleep for 10 minutes? Why do you need to do this now? So I think that that really like wh- what I'm learning to do is forgive myself. And I'm working on it, especially with Rosh Hashanah coming. You know, forgive myself for not being perfect. Forgive myself for not having all the answers and being okay like I'm gonna lose it sometimes but trying to improve on losing it and what that means and like being able to talk to Zevi about like okay so she's not working with us anymore she read your mail what does that mean why why can't somebody read somebody's mail you know and and there's so many questions and just kind of reacting differently I think and knowing that other moms are having the same stuff and I'm always afraid to reach out for help but maybe next time that I'm dealing with something I'm going to call <laughs> Stephanie and say Stephanie what would you do in this situation you know because I I don't it's it's hard for for some of us to acknowledge that you know and I think that once we acknowledge that we need that help self-care and help with some of the parenting issues I think that it's it's a huge a huge pa- uh, step on the path to it's success. a great reminder I miss you guys so we much of Tara. thank you for being a part of the podcast thank, thank you. you so that's the mess for today we appreciate you listening to see me hear me love me seeing little people learn and grow listening to parents taking a crazy uncertain journey loving the fun and loving the mistakes you write the rules you write your story we just want to be part of the conversation but in the end we know you got this we'll catch you next week take care oh 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 wait 
we're growing too. So if you had a great time today, please spread the word to a friend. You can also join our conversation on Facebook. That's with Karen Deerwester. And there's great parenting resources for you at www.familytimeinc.com. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks to everyone at B'nai Torah Congregation for this lovely space. Thank you, David Dweck, for that sweet voiceover. And thanks to The Front and the Follow for the song Listen. We are listening. Thanks, everyone. See you next week.